about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know that was the great sounds of Watson with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, with my partner in crime, Long Island Raised, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Easy Blues, you are better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand? Ladies and gentlemen, all those else that are listening, I want you to jump into the DeLorean with me. We're going to throw that son of a gun up to 88 miles an hour. We're going to jump back in time to what was kind of the before time and really the time coming out of social darkness together. This post-COVID aspect and being at the state house as a community was truly growing and one that was actually multi-stated, one that was multi-every aspect and truly accepting on every single level. This was a community that act after act after act after act came through, and I felt more and more like we were just hanging out in someone's basement, but it was an actual show, and it was that true beauty that, that was there. Now, this is a person that not only creates not only can put a sonic spin on things, but can take art into another avenue as well and make sure the clothes that are on your back are rocking that same community. Make sure that that art can be passed to that next person. I want you all to put your hands together. Not if you're driving. If you're driving, please keep your hands at 10 and 2, for we do not need any accidents. But mentally, I want you to put your hands together for a dear sonic sibling of mine, the incredible, the awesome, the absolutely phantasmagorical. That's right. I'm using the college words. Justin Arena is with us today. Welcome, Justin. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that was uh, quite the intro. I appreciate it. I'm doing fantastic. It is, uh, I think it's getting up to 100 degrees today, and I spent an airport traffic through Boston, so I'm already pre-cooked for this meeting. Ooh, there you go. Well. You're cooked. Some of us are baked. It's it's it's, it's a wonderful type of experience. <laughs> and, uh, a couple a couple weeks ago, we we, inter we interviewed a an amazing you know island chef, and we were drooling upon ourselves. So any yep. type of uh, actual cooking aspect that can go on on the show, we do appreciate it. But cooking has nothing to do with really the two types, or really we'll say the arts in which speak to your heart that is truly based out of the community aspect of it. Before we get into the community aspect of it. Let's break down the arts in particular. You are a performer. You are a creator. Um, why don't you tell people a little bit about, let's say, start first with the music. So I have been uh, a writer ever since I can remember. I mean, um, I, I wrote a lot as a child, and I always needed an outlet, um, a creative outlet. I, I went from all sorts of stuff in my childhood, and then um, I kind of landed when I was 15 on, I found... Um, you know, playing guitar, writing songs uh, through a very complicated lore. But uh, essentially, I landed on, you know, I started, first started songwriting when I first started playing guitar. I, I kind of realized that writing could be an outlet that I could uh, share with people instead of it being mm -hmm. a private outlet. And that really is much more effective to me is, is having something that I could share with people and connect with people and do something. I want to be doing something that can serve a purpose, right? And, uh, and can contribute. 
to like other people's lives instead of it being like a personal thing. I'm a very, very social, mm -hmm. very open person. So it's like, I want to be contributing. And uh, when I figured out that like songwriting was something that I could so easily share and so easily um, use as a tool to connect people, I, I became instantly obsessed. And I think I'm on my seventh or eighth studio album mm -hmm. coming out this year. Um, it's also about to be the 10 year anniversary of my first record, um, November. So that's uh, really exciting. Uh, I, I professionally play, um, guitar and banjo and drums mostly at this time. And I'm a singer. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm right now I'm in seven bands, uh, and it's very special. <laughs> How do you keep up? Seven. Seven. Yeah. That's crazy. Seven. Like it's a lot. Is everything on Zoom like this? Like, how do you meet? How do you talk? How do you interact with each other? Or is one band just two people? Like, give me the schedule, at least like a little bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's special. It's, uh, right. you know, uh, it's not, if it, let's just say if every single one of these bands practice a week, that I would be out of my mind yeah. but unfortunately Ooh. that's not the case uh okay. you know uh there's a band uh that i uh play guitar with sometimes on tour called run strike and they're from michigan right. um and red strike's phenomenal band uh john warham is one of my favorite songwriters of all time uh nicola forge is amazing that they're the resident drummer of that band and uh micah is a sweetheart they've been playing live based uh on the tours uh because the primary bassist for Wrench Strike Geller. Um, can't travel so much because of work stuff in Michigan. So I'm, I've kind of become like this, uh, you know, guitar slash synth player for hire there. And uh, it's just because if I'm going on a tour with them, I can just, I can just show up a few days before the tour and practice for four days and then just jump out on the road instead of, you know, a weekly trip to Michigan. Okay. Uh, so you find ways to kind of you find ways to kind of make it streamlined and uh, make it economy. Uh, you know, same thing with Blue Raspberry. I play a band, play in a band called Blue Raspberry, uh, Bill Parker and Cecilia um, from New Haven, and uh, you know Miles Bolin sometimes plays Cajon in that band uh, in the same way. Where I, like when it's convenient, it makes sense. When it's a bigger bill i'll come down and play banjo but we don't necessarily get together for practices every week you know because they're in, they're in new haven connecticut i'm in mass so, mm -hmm. um the way i think i balance so many projects is just understanding like if i practice these things on my own we don't need to be getting together every week and i think i think when people say you know that many projects is too much for me to be involved with i think they think every project has to be full steam at all yeah. times and that mm -hmm. that would kill anybody you know well, so the way I've learned to juggle multiple things is just compartmentalization, basically. And, and, and that's really key. And one of the most incredible things about having multiple projects, it's, it's the need. Because even having a single project and doing that 100% of the time can also drive you absolutely out of your mind. You know, if it wasn't for like having the radio show or, or doing some sort of like weird skits and stuff through like TikTok, you know, I would just be band focused. And then that would completely you know make me single focused in my personality and that's just not who i am um you know so it's very 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 important to make sure but to make sure that you're setting these incredible boundaries um and and understanding and keeping the expectations 
to that point. You know that for this project, you're more of a hired hand type of aspect. And for this project, you're more the filigree, um, you know, that, that can add on to the, that extra, um, just that extra glitter or that extra sparkle um, for those particular moments, in those particular sets. Like uh, we were actually honored and blessed to see you with Blue Raspberry um, perform uh, in a backyard um, opening for Kimye Dawson. What type of experience was that like for you? Because, you know, it, it's these amazing artists like Kimye that really made it a lot easier for those that just wanted to go out there with your acoustic guitar and to and really show how to create a community that will love you and support you. Um, what was it like going full circle for you? It's fantastic. I mean, you know, full circle for me uh, in that retrospect is, I mean, when I first started playing acoustic guitar, and first started songwriting and first started becoming aware and part of this like folk punk scene and like you have first wave mm -hmm. second wave third wave i don't know what we are at at this point but uh I, you know becoming familiar with all of the people of importance and all of the people who have uh, made waves and made things easier like him yeah like john warm from rent strike was actually one of those people for me you know like i listened mm -hmm. to that band and it was just like uh, I mean, I love what they've done. They've done so much good work, not only in the music community uh, in the DIY community, but also they work really, really hard um, in harm reduction and like just all of these really important things. And um, then I toured with John in 2020 um, and it was just like the coolest thing ever because I love John's stuff and it was such a blast being on the road with them. And come three years later, I you know play guitar in their band on that tour uh they got one coming up i'm not going to be on that but you know i'm excited to continue in the future doing some stuff here and there with them i've been printing all their merch and like just like mm -hmm. people tell you don't meet your heroes but like i love my heroes <laughs> like mm -hmm. i i love meeting my heroes and i love my heroes becoming like shaping out of the woodwork of people i already know and like mm -hmm. when your heroes are your in your the people you look up to and respect are your peers it makes you feel a lot more enabled and a lot more capable. And I think putting people on a, on a pedestal um, it can be dangerous. And I think the better alternative to that is, you know, kind of, yeah, meet your heroes. Like, absolutely. Be best friends. Hang out with them on Sundays. And it'll make mm -hmm. you feel a lot more capable. And I feel like a lot. Uh, I feel like um, people glorifying and putting people on pedestals are is um, a really, really surefire way to... Uh, feel limited in yourself and like Kimmy Dawson's amazing John's amazing I mean uh everything that uh I mean even Ch Chesky Chesky was at the show Chesky's amazing Chesky is yeah. a living legend okay mm -hmm. uh, Chesky's mm -hmm. amazing and Miles mm -hmm. Boland's amazing and Chesky was running door Chesky wasn't even mm -hmm. you know like mm -hmm. like it's just like so many people of importance at that show and like everybody's there for the same reason and it's like uh, uh, every all of it's full circle because then somebody comes up to me and says, Justin, I play guitar um, because I heard your music. Um, mm -hmm. Somebody says that to me, warms my heart, and then that person goes and opens for you know the, a bigger tour than I've ever been on, and it's like right. the cycle continues of like uh, enabling creativity, encouraging, uh, encouraging just like a passion driven. Uh, uh, just shoot for the sky, you know, and like I just, I, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> and and see, that's what's so super interesting. And, and those 
you know, the don't meet the heroes thing. I love how you brought that up because they're talking about how you can really idealize a hero or, or a human being and forgetting that they are human, forgetting that you know, they are attainable. Um, and they come at it from that super marketing point of view. And of course, when you look at someone where they're just a dollar in a sense, it's different. But there is just something about your guys' particular community and the the folk punk movement or re-movement, whatever y'all want to say. It's a wave, fifth wave, whatever. I call it folk punk head nod, where it's just like yeah. people who you wouldn't necessarily expect are in that, that type of realm or that type of avenue, you know, because they are a real person and they'll write about real things. It's not just a particular style. It's every single style that's out there. Um, and it's a community that even when, you know, when you're standing next to, you know, the greats, you know, those that are the, the legends like Miles Bolin or, or Chesky, you really are just standing with your friends. You know what I mean? It, it really is that type of acceptance and, as an artist themselves, it is something that I know that if I'm having a moment where I don't feel that connected to my art or I feel like there's an issue or some type of alignment issue that's not quite there, I know no matter what, I can send Chesky a text message. He might not get back to me that day or whenever, but when he gets back to me, he's gonna be like, yo, you're good. You got through it. You know, everything fine. And it's there and it's good to have because this industry is terrifying, you know, and, and have to, especially now, deal with accountability so much. So as it should be, the stuff that, you know, other rock legends or other hip hop legends got away with is gross. <laughs> Make your oh, community yeah. safe for everyone, bro. It's what? For no other reason. To, to who, who can afford it? It's, it, it, this is what we give for free. It's you creating that art that makes people want to support you so you can continue to make that, that, that art. That is the aspect of it. And it is something that I truly appreciate you guys bringing that back into my life to understand that I can actually just create to create um, again, which is, is beautiful. What was that like for you coming through? Because it doesn't seem, unless you did hit that commercial aspect where you know people started telling you who you had to be but it seems like you stayed pretty genuine throughout your entire 10-year career yeah 100 percent um i think that to a fault actually marketing wise to a fault you know like i've always written music that is something that i think is cool and something that i like because mm -hmm. I, I think that it's unsustainable to to, to remain like a uh an artist that is more worried about what other people are going to think than what you think of it. Like, how can I be excited about something I'm making for somebody else? And like, I think I try to stay true as much as I can to, you know, uh, what my true vision is and like do different things. And like, I have a lot of different genres. I have a lot of different instrumentation I work with and I have, um, you know, a lot of great plans in the future that are, really different from what I'm doing now but I am only doing what I'm excited about and mm -hmm. I just think that's the only way to go I mean I wouldn't be in this game if if I wanted to be doing something for other people's pleasure that I didn't care about I wouldn't be making music um, 
and since yeah. I don't plan on stopping making music, I'm pretty sure I'm going to just keep doing what I like. Because it's something I think Brooke Pride told me this. I was on tour with Brooke Pridemore and Brooke Pridemore said, uh, said, I first and foremost make music for Brooke Pridemore. That's what they mm-hmm. said. And I'm like, you keep doing that, you know, because that's exactly the way. I mean, I make music for Justin Arena and I love that other people like it, you know, but that's what I'm doing. And uh, that's what makes me so happy to be contributing to other people's projects as well, because that's how I feel about my songwriting. And then, you know, when I'm adding to something else, like if I'm writing banjo parts for Blue Raspberry or I'm writing parts for A Day Without Love, I really channel, okay, well, this is what he's trying to do. This is what they're trying to do. And then I can extend, like accentuate that. I can like, I can make that cooler. And like, that's a different process. So I really, really thrive in a collaboration process. But when it comes to writing my own songs, I definitely am very selfishly like, this is what I want because I think this is cool. And and that's that, that's awesome uh, that that you can do that. But now, how did we transition from songwriting and playing to now printing shirts and you know doing this, which is also Super incredible. I personally have one of your, um, I, I pick wool, Mo Pickle shirts. Um, and, and the quality of shirt feels nice. And, you know, the print is awesome. How did we get into that as a now avenue? So in 2018, I got, um, I got some band shirts done from a company. And they weren't what I wanted. Uh, I, I had never invested in something like that before. I was 16, 17, whatever, 18, whatever it was at the time. I'm losing track because it's 100 degrees. But uh, <laughs> I, was, I was not experienced with merchandising at all. It was my first mm-hmm. kind of thing. At. Um, and they came back. The person said they were going to be screen printed shirts. I got it back and it was like, it was like some sort of transfer or vinyl. Like it just was, it didn't feel good. And I didn't know much, but I did know that I could do better. And I was right. like, well, you know, I either can just keep gambling mm-hmm. or I can try to make my own thing. So, you know, I've been looking for a visual art medium anyway. So let's, let's try this. Right. I kind of did some light research. I bought a hundred dollar offline, like, one color station, one color press. Um, I put it together in like an hour and a half or whatever with an Allen wrench. It was like a little tabletop one. And I started making my own t-shirts. I found a way to get a stencil from another shop and uh, just didn't know what I was doing and just got a black gallon of ink and just, you know, wholesaled shirts online and whatever else, whatever public wholesaler there is. And I made these shirts and there it was me it was me like in a pocket like this like like the, mm-hmm. the front pocket and it was me like kind of hanging out of it like that little cartoon I had my friend draw it and uh on the back it said Justin Arena 2018 and those are the first shirts that I printed um and I was really excited about it and everybody around me was, was buying them they were selling really good and I was you know uh uh excuse my language uh but the uh those went over really well. And I was like, well, this is easy. Why is this so easy? Uh, Cause like before I had to go through this big other shop and, and uh, you know, email the stuff over. And I was like, well, now I can just, I can put whatever I want on this stuff. And my friends come up to me, you know, we're booking this DIY venue. We have dozens of bands coming through a week, weeknight shows. Like it was almost shows every night. It was crazy. Um, 
And those people are just like, oh, you made those here? Can you make my band shirts? And I'm like, I guess I could. I, I, I never yeah. considered not doing it. I was just, it was just for me, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so I made my friend's shirt act. Like I didn't make any money mm-hmm. off of it. I just, I was like, give me five bucks a shirt because that's how much it cost me to make them. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just started making my friend's shirts and then those started going. And all of a sudden I was making shirts for like four or five of my friends who were just cleaning out with them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I could probably charge a little. I, I, I could probably make an. If I was making a dollar for every shirt I, I printed for these people, then I could pay my rent. So like, yeah. I just I started. I charged one more dollar. I, and then I put every single dollar I made into that, into the next ink color, into the next, you know, heat gun, into the next heat press, whatever. And I built the business just making shirts for my friends. Um, mm-hmm. now fast forward three years, um, there was a. things started kind of picking up it became pocket change it became just about paying the rent and then covid hit and nothing all of my clientele Mm -hmm. it was was live events and bands there was i had nothing 2020 didn't print anything um obviously everybody had their own things to deal with but 2021 hit and late in the year things picked up and it was like it was wild it was it was just you know i went from doing you know not that much in comparison in 2021 to then i think we we 13 xed in 2022 Mm -hmm. i think we made like 13 times the amount of sales uh you know throughout that time i learned multicolor printing i I got a conveyor dryer i got a bigger space um Mm -hmm. And in 2023, we're projected to do seven times the amount we did in 2022, which is, Mm -hmm. so that's crazy. So it's spiraled out of control, but it's all been all insular. It's all been all of the money that has been put into the project has been generated by the project um, Mm -hmm. and Together Press. uh, We're excited to announce that in a month, on October 1st, they're going to be moving into a brand new 4,000 square foot warehouse All right. where we're also going to be opening a community art center called Together Community mm-hmm. Art Center. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a 150 cap, cap concert room in the front. And then we're going to have a um, a back room where it's Together Press. And we're going to be able to run for the first time in its entirety uh, more than one printing press. It's always been one press. Mm. And now we're going to have three printing presses. I have, wow. I have been able to hire um, two other printers, uh, Maeve and Liam and we have um Joelle on artwork and we have a various groups of people coming in doing some cleanup stuff so it's quick coming a group effort quickly becoming a large scale multi press operation and by next year uh we plan on incorporating even more fancy bells and whistles and be running the art center with uh community events like all ages concerts uh vendor mm-hmm. fairs Hopefully uh, we're there on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Justin, I hope I didn't lose your train of thought. Go right ahead. Oh, no, that's great. Yeah, I know. Uh, we hope hoping you guys there. We're really excited about everything. And, you know, it went from me in a in a basement with a one-color press to have, we're about to have three six-color mm-hmm multi-color printing presses and a whole team of people making some cool stuff happen. 
that's that, that's incredible. And, yeah. and it's first of all, I also want to give credit. That was so smooth, T. Like I got that was just that was like silk, like chalk with silk just pop, popped in there with the with the numbers. I just want to give you your kind of like a great piece of clothing. Justin's doing his thing, <laughs> exactly. man, with the, the whole new warehouse. It's great to hear about these great news. Um I'm excited. That's big for you guys. That really is. And you said you started out yeah. from a basement. That's amazing just to grow that far. It it, it shows what happens when, when you when you keep at it. It really does. Well, and not only that, but it really shows an incredible aspect when you do it the right way. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who can say they went from, you know, the basement to, you know, three presses and they stepped on everyone's neck on the way up right. and they cut the throat of their best friend while they're mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. The, you know, and, and those those and, and unfortunately, due to the society that that we live in, those stories are idolized, um, you know. Oh, I got to be so cutthroat to move to the next level. But that's what I love about this. We get to tell that other story. We get to tell that story of being yourself is one of the most important things out there. Mm-hmm. Going out there and putting out as much positivity and love is so super important because you can sit back and it will pay back into you. You just have to stay genuine. Nowhere yeah, in Justin's story did, did, did they say they were not struggling. Mm-hmm. Nowhere did they say that there wasn't hard times. Of course. But they have highlighted how being a good person has brought forth this and how we can continue to move forward. You know, you talk about, you know, you can easily say, Oh, I got 150 uh, cap performance space. So, you know, expect high price ticketing or something like that. No, we want to put on some really incredible performances for the community and for the beauty of art itself. Right. And, you know, it will be, it will self-sustain itself because there are a lot of people that want that for themselves as well. So that is really the story that I want everyone to know. You know, no throats had to be cut to find self-sustainability. And it has been that incredible journey. What has that journey really been like for you? Because in in the culture we we grow up in, we're told being us is probably one of the stupidest things you can possibly do. Having a career in art should never, ever happen. Please make sure you have a fallback you know, yep. you're completely ridiculous to do this. You know, why are you still wearing the same clothes for the past week? What do you mean you've been in six <laughs> different cities and, you know, haven't slept for two two weeks? You're out creating art. You're just being irresponsible, you know. But you're able to maintain being yourself. When I Every time I have met you, it's been with a handshake or a hug. Um, and that's even from the first moment. And it's always like that. How are you able to maintain that? Because this industry is so gross, so disgusting. As Hunter S. Thompson has said, this, it's filled with pimps, prostitutes, liars, cheats, Johns, and, and, and uh, you know people that get the game run on them. And there's a downside too. What is it like to be an actual good person while while, while being in this disgusting industry? Well, I think that people attract the kind of people that they are. So I think if you're in this for the wrong reasons, and I think if you're somebody who's not going to treat people with respect, or, uh, you know, you're going to end up working with people just like you. And I think that translates over to my life, because I look to work with people who are just like me. And that's people who want to see this stuff happen, not only for their local communities, but like the, the national, the international, the global community of traveling 
artists or traveling musicians that just want to have community and, and experience their life in a genuine and uh, an exciting way, you know, and me like being focused on running like all ages sober shows that are accessible mm-hmm. in every sense of the word. I think that, you know, I attract who are also into that idea. And I think that's like the most beautiful thing about it to me is like meeting people like uh, shout out, Will and Celia, Bull Punk Dad, Blue Raspberry, uh, shout out Miles Bolin. Uh, you know, those people, neither of those groups of people are from Massachusetts or Boston, but we found each other because we both want to do the same stuff. Uh, and, you know, the power of the internet, the power of connection through that way is, is really, really important because I've met so many beautiful, amazing, kind hearted, like genuine people through this game. Uh, just who I would have never met otherwise. So like internet's a huge tool. Um, and, you know, as far as the, as far as like the staying true to it, uh, thing, like there was this older role model of mine when I was a teenager in the music scene, um, that I'd like to share a quote from that. I'm probably never going to forget. And they, I was outside at this place called the shop in Worcester. And it was like this blacksmith shop that had shows and like there was this big pile of bananas that everybody took and like like it was just like this it was like the first like one of the first like DIY spaces I played in when I was like 15 16 and this older person who was in the DIY community and was helping host a lot of shows and had a big following was outside and we were talking uh with me and a friend of mine and they made this they went out of the way to make this statement saying that in order to be somebody who wields responsibility well, the best idea is to make being a good person the thing that's cool. When you when you are in a position of leadership authority, um, like running a space, like being a musician with a following, you need to wield that social currency with grace. And you need to, it's your responsibility to make being a good person the thing that's cool because people are going to emulate your behavior and people are going to glorify your behavior and if you're going to act like a like a hunk of junk okay and you're going to disrespect people people are going to really emulate that people are going to be like well i really like this artist and they treat people this way so that must be what's cool you know and and people love Mm -hmm. people love pointing fingers to their influences for their behavior and Mm -hmm. i want people to like i want people to like help start a house venue or like i want people to like help their neighbor you know who's who's a senior citizen cross the street and be like well this is what justin arena would do that's what Mm -hmm. i want i want to i want to you know if anybody's gonna point to me for their behavior i want it to be for for really good stuff and so i'm always gonna you know do what i think is right not only for the sake of myself but for the sake of any and all influence i may or may not have in the 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 foreseeable future that that is that is amazing and and it's really really interesting because i remember sitting outside the state house having a conversation with stephen hill phenomenal uh sound guy amazing bassist amazing guitarist um and like he had just mixed us uh playing uh, uh playing a festival uh like a couple weeks before and i i you know i was like yeah man it was easy things started to, to move in a good direction he's like yeah man you know, people are, are really listening to what you're saying. And I said, yeah, now it's time for me to pay attention 
to what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, cause before I could make that joke that I thought was going to be funny, but now, you know, I, I remember and, and with, when we released, um, live in Technicolor and I say it on the show all the time, you know, they, we released it and it happened. We released a song about revolution, uh, right before revolution actually happened, you mm -hmm. know, and I thought it was funny, you know, in, in 2018, 2019 to say, this was a song to burn a car to. Um, until 2020 came through and I started to see it was playing in, you know, places like Chad in Seattle and Atlanta. And you're like, oh, my gosh, people are, are actually burning a car. There's a possibility that someone's burning a car to this. Um, I need to pay better attention and I need to be a better human being because, um, you know, look, I'm all for the destruction of property. I just don't want anyone to get hurt <laughs> there. You know, and I, I definitely don't, don't I don't want to be the soundtrack of someone beaten, even if the beating is deserved, is deserved. That's all I'm saying. For sure, yeah. I mean, you have a you wield a responsibility as as somebody who um, is making publicly accessible and open to interpretation art. And like, I think there's a giant uh, there's a giant responsibility if even one person hears it, right? So like, mm -hmm. people think about scale a lot. People are just like, okay, well. Um, maybe I don't need to worry about it because nobody's listening to my band. But mm, like, right. but like how many artists do you know um, gain a large following like a very long time after they put out a record? Um, mm -hmm. You know, like how many, how many artists do you know that they release five, six, seven, eight records and never get big? Um, it doesn't, matter it doesn't because if one person hears it and you know you're telling people that it's okay to uh you know punch children or something like and then they go punch a child and it's your fault you know it's like yeah. <laughs> like don't put anything <laughs> into the world that you don't want to stand behind and be responsible for like yeah. if you're going to release content that is artistically um charged that probably means that it's open to interpretation if, if you're putting mm -hmm. something out in public that is up to interpretation that you stand for and somebody interprets that to do something evil or unjust like that's your influence mm -hmm. and you don't mm. need to be famous for that one person finding you on Bandcamp is yep. all it takes and like no matter how many people are just like, oh, nobody listens to my band. My band sucks. Like somebody listens and somebody's mm -hmm. going to hear it. And like, and like, that's your responsibility. Like, what are you going to put into the world? Well, and, and that's so super. And that's something actually I picked up from, from your guys' community and, and from that scene is I started to look at the audience differently. You know, I, I used to just release music just to release it out there. Um, but then to see these people that are coming at some points from almost everywhere to see like a Chesky or to see, see like a doom scroll or to see a rent strike or, you know, to see you and, and uh, Brooke Pridemore, um, you know, and them saying the words in particular and hearing the stories by standing at the door, they're hearing the stories of the people's adventure just to be there and remembering the first time that they met y'all and, and just see it's that different level. I then started to look at the streaming numbers differently. I started to look like, oh my gosh, I am happy if one person listened to one song once a day, because that person, out of the limited 24 hours that they had, they took minutes to hang out with me. And that is dope. 
Like time is so super precious and every listener is so super important because you don't get that three minutes back. You can never get that three minutes back. And they spent that with you. So everyone who's taking time and listening to the show, and when you listen to it over and over and over again, just understand we are massively, massively appreciative of you guys wanting to come and hang out with us um, and talk and build and grow with us. And that's something that really I saw more in the reality of being being at the state house and working with incredible acts like yourself, you know, and like everyone else that came through Thank you for that and for reminding me of that because I can get bitter. I can get a, I can get a little salty. Um, and you guys remind me that, that it is the good part of me that needs to go forward. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. I think it's one of the most important parts of creating art is just understanding, like, you don't need some massive scale or something to be a value. And like, mm-hmm. the the things that people create are always going to be unique because there's only one of everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And whether or not that is, whether or not that is a good productive piece of media art, or whether or not it's not, you know, like, that's determinant of, I suppose, um, um, art is subjective. Uh, people find value in everything but I think that it's really up to somebody to like ask themselves like I don't care if you don't feel political I don't care if you're not writing political songs like you need to you know I think it's the artist's responsibility to um, put something in the world that they think is going to make the world a better place and Mm -hmm. a lot of people just don't feel that sense of responsibility because they don't think that you know oh only famous people really need to need to watch their mouth or, or or only famous people need to like have a sense of responsibility but like i really do think like i've been shaped personally by a bunch of artists that nobody knows about <laughs> and like mm-hmm. i'm a walking example of somebody who's been influenced their entire life by people who aren't famous so like uh mm-hmm. i think it's my responsibility and anybody's responsibility in my position like no matter how big no matter how small to uh to make the world a better place and i think we together do that no, definitely. And, and you know, coming from someone who growing up, say all the time, you know, my friends are, are, are in my playlist, well, not my playlist, so I'm on my, in my tape deck or you know, in my CD player. I, those were the only friends that were always there. And now growing up, becoming an artist and understanding that it isn't a job as much as it's 100% of a culture. Um, it is amazing to know that my friends are actually in that playlist that I will go to every single day. If I need, you know, if I'm having that specific moment where life just gets too much, I know I can put on swallowing bruises. Um, and there's someone who completely understands what I'm going through at this moment. And I don't feel so alone. But then also to be able to hit that person up and be like, you know, Miles, I'm having a rough one. And, you know, just to get like a hug or a kickflip, you know, um, it's it's a beautiful thing to have, you know, and, and it's always a fantastic thing. And, and I just wanted, again, to seriously thank, thank you because you'll help cultivate that energy. Also, I want to wear my Troll 2 shirt is the one that talks about all I got was the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Yeah. Um, I need it in like a super bright color of obnoxiousness. Um, you know, make it as flamboyant as you want because you know me, I love to peek as much as possible. Um, and I definitely need one of those like, like super, super. And also maybe we should talk about doing some physical uh, B2B shirts, man. What do you think, P? I think it's great on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, 
who is a very demanding customer. His name is Easy Blues on Behind the Brand. Justin is with us. Go ahead, Easy. He was very happy right now. You are so good. That was, that was, that was, nah, nah. All right. Nike is studying what you just did there to figure <laughs> out how they can market better. That was, that was genius. Well done, sir. Well done. But no, I'm, I'm serious. I, I would love to, you know, the next time you come through the New Haven aspect, you know, let us know. I think uh, P's got numbers. Make sure you get you get my number and let's let's build. Let's do some let's do some weirdness. You know, actually, I have a clothing line idea that that, that you might be into. Um, so we we could we could talk about that as well. Um, but yeah, and and also one of the things that we are going to be starting to do is to do some booking stuff. And actually, we're hoping to get kind of like a community space. Or there's a couple of community spaces out here that we're looking to partner kind of with to also teach, you know, kids how to run shows, you know, teach the, the, the do-it-yourself aspect of it, but also teach showing up early for a show is important. Making sure you're ready to go on and have that quick, uh, you know, changeover is important, not just for the audience, but for the other acts there. Because, Bill, you need this community. You never want to be that, that you know, that person like, oh, I'm the Bill. <sighs> well, I guess it's going to be 45 minutes before I go on extra. You know, and those different types of things. When you can do it in this positive light, you can use the proper nutrients. Then you hide. Hey, um, I know you're on a roll, but uh, just the idea just came in my head. Uh, Justin, yeah. enough, enough about us. Enough about you know this DIY type of thing. I want to know more about the creator yourself with all these shirts. Um, great designs, by the way. Um, I know you partner with all these companies and all these bands and you know different organizations, stuff like that, but what comes up with the idea process? Is it you? Is it a team? Because it's very well crafted, just how you put these ideas together on clothing. Um, with Together Press, actually, a right. lot of the time, uh, we work with... Um, we work with a lot of people's uh, already formed artwork. Um mm -hmm. And that's actually a lot of what I love about it is, is we're not necessarily most of the time a design team. We're a, we're a team that brings people's art to life. Um, and part of, a, part of our kind of mission statement is on the top of every invoice uh, that we have, it says, we're excited to bring your vision to life. And that's exactly uh, my favorite part about being a printmaker is somebody has right. an idea, somebody has this art, we get to work with new artists all the time mm -hmm. and just bring it to life, make it the best it can be. And that's actually, I see myself less as a designer and more of a printmaker. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's very, very cool to be able to constantly working with other artists. And now I have this slew, this ever-growing list of artists that we can work with. So if somebody's looking for a design, I can be like, well, what kind of what kind of style you're looking for? And they're like, oh, like a traditional style. I'm like, I have five people for that, you know? So mm -hmm. it's, it's another way for us to usher in work to other artists in the community because I'd rather send our artwork, our outsource our artwork to other great art, uh, you know, like full-time art commission people, people who love making other people's vision come to life. So mm -hmm. that way, once the finished product is done, we can get to work on doing what we do best, which is making that, you know, a reality. So I, I, I view myself less of a designer and less of a visual artist and more of a printmaker. And that's, mm -hmm. I actually love, I love that we don't do a lot of design work because then we can focus on bringing other people's really great work to life. How many times do you exceed expectations? How many times have I exceeded expectations? Mm -hmm. 
we we exp we we try to do it every time. Uh, <laughs> the we have uh we have uh 114 last time I checked reviews oh, wow. on Google and they're all five stars. Uh mm. so that's a pretty good ratio. Uh we we did we did something the other day where somebody came in and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to college and I need four shirts." Ooh. He had the shirts already. He wanted to bring yeah. he wanted to bring me the shirts. But uh -huh. he's like, "I want four shirts and I want the Batman logo on all four of them." Oh man. And that's that's what he wanted. That's all he wanted. He just heard, the logo, nothing. He just wants the Batman logo. He I wanted mean, it. He wanted that's it. Fair. Yet, he wanted that yellow one with the oval on two yes. of them. Mm -hmm. And yes. then yes. he wanted the 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 just the bat and black on two of them. Okay. Um, okay. And he came in. He brought it in. He brought in the shirts. He brought in a USB to plug into my computer that had the Batman logos on them. Oh, well, uh, I came prepared. Yeah, and I <laughs> I was like, you know what? I this is exactly. This is exactly the kind of thing that all other print shops that I know would have said no to. Right. Um, mm. And I'm like, let's do this. Like, like you want four Batman shirts? Give me a hundred dollars. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, let's do it. You know, like I'm like doing lower quantity orders with screen printing is more expensive because mm. you're still like, you're paying for the labor no matter what, and that's why a bunch right. of shops do twenty. 30 40 sometimes even 50 minimums mm -hmm. but right if, if we can fit it in the schedule i don't care if it's a small thing like i want to make people right. happy and like uh, you know these people get turned away from so many shops that need small quantity stuff and i'm like well if it, if it applies to our production like let's make your dream come true like i don't care if it's four batman shirts it's sick they came out awesome you know yeah. <laughs> and then that person <laughs> left and immediately gave me a five-star review and said justin got me this thing in hey uh and mm -hmm. that's what it's about it's like i'm i'm in i'm in music and i'm in creative full-time uh for you know uh to make to make the world a better place and to, and to help people and like if people lose sight of helping people and like it becomes about mm -hmm. money and if it's just about money i'm gonna go work for like a construction firm or something you know like right. <laughs> i'm not in money and creativity to to uh to not right. help people so like that's that's like one of my favorite things about exceeding expectations for people is like coming here going somewhere i, I want to be the one-stop shop that's the creative the the community art center goal is to be the one-stop shop you come here you do your show you get your merch hand delivered to your show mm -hmm. um you know we find you a place to stay usually you know we want to be that one-stop shop for every artist so i mean i really love contributing in that way and I'm not here to do a four star job. I'm here to do a five star job. I'm gonna I'm gonna full butt the whole the whole three sixty, no matter what I'm doing. So <laughs> preach. Preach. I'm with that. I definitely am. I, I definitely didn't show am. up with my yeah, I didn't show I didn't show up with my Minecraft shirt to yeah, mess around. Exactly. That's there you go. No, it, it's it's so super important, and I think it's absolutely amazing because again, we get to see, you know, P and I are both huge uh, professional wrestling fans, and mm -hmm. it really is those that that live their character and you know are just being themselves, just turned up to eleven, are the ones the most successful, and we're starting to see that more and more in actual life. There's a lot less people pretending, and a lot more people just accepting themselves for who they are and how they want to move forward. And those are the people that I see ch are truly happy with their existence, whether it be, you know, the, the island restaurant out here in New Haven 
or it'd be the the print shop, you know, one stop art center, you know, up in mass with you. Um, it's the incredible people that are there. And I'm, we are thankful to have you in our lives. But of course, they want to try to pull that Apollo curtain on us right about now. We're giving knowledge and love. So of course, they everyone's like, hey, 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 make them pay for it. But no, we're not going to do that. We're going to give you this opportunity to tell everyone how they can get in touch with you. Um, and if you can just give them one take home piece of advice on how to find that happy balance between the commerce and, and the art, that would be beautiful. Well, people can find me on Instagram, on, on all the social media. My Instagram is at Justin Arena 2023. That will be changing next year to Justin Arena 2024. Um, and, uh, you know, Facebook is Justin Arena. You can find uh, the print shop at togetherpressma.com. We'll have a website soon for the Community Art Center as well. Instagram, Together Press. And, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of, of your full question here. So that's where people can find me. I got a bunch of new records mm -hmm. coming out. I'm putting out a record with my band Nervous at the end of the month. I'm putting out a record with my new band, Justin Arena and the Math Team, coming up in the fall. Mm. We're working on a Chris OG and the Dopaminis record. I think Rent Strike is is working on some awesome stuff that I'm hoping to be a part of some of the live stuff. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's I'm pretty sure we're putting out some new Blue Raspberry stuff before too long. Nice. So it's all just... All the musical projects, there's always going to be something coming out. I'm always touring around the country. You know, I post all of all of my tour dates on my socials. And I come to New Haven fairly often uh, to, to play mm -hmm. with Blue Raspberry, play with, you know, as a, my solo act, um, Justin Arena. And, uh, you know, uh, I am findable. Google me. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What was the, what was Ooh, the next question? Nah, you nailed it. You nailed it, man. <laughs> you nailed it. You you nailed it, and you did some a great advice, job. Some sage sage like advice. I th um, I think you're dang. It was dope. <laughs> I, think he did, I think he gave advice. I don't know. This is uh, like it was multiple. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What uh, more uh, advice uh, you have? Uh, my <laughs> advice. My. Well, that was just how to find me. I feel like that's right. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's apparent. But the yeah. advice, my advice, uh, uh, for, uh, that applies to everybody. You know, I've universally. Should I almost be true? Is that? Uh, Wait, I think you, you, he was a little bit in and out. He was a little bit in and out. But um, right. you guys got me. Yeah, well, no, we we got you perfectly. I think we got everybody perfectly now. All right, here's, right my universe, here's my here's my universal Wait, are you there? advice. Nah, we're here. We're live. Okay. We're good. Um, Are you with us, Easy? Yeah. All right, beautiful. Justin, go I'm right here. ahead. <laughs> we got we got three things. All right. We got we got be kind. Mm -hmm. Be yourself, and work hard. That's it. I like it. I like it. Um, one last thing before we go. Uh, please send me some blue raspberry music so I can uh, play it on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, my cell prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Justin, thank you very much. Appreciate you. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate you, Preston. I appreciate EZ, and I won't have a, I will not have a shortage of uh, music to send you after the promise. <laughs> yes, excellent. Thank you. Mm -hmm.